Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Welcome to Delivering the Gospel, Transforming Lives with Bill Neenhouse, President of Child Care Worldwide, a child sponsorship ministry transforming children's lives by exposing them to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's join Bill now as he opens us up with prayer. Father in heaven, we give this time to you today. Thank you for your unwavering love. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to rescue us from a life of sin and condemnation. We look forward to studying your word today and hearing from you, almighty God. We pray for all who are listening to this program, and we ask that your Holy Spirit touch their hearts. And it is in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. Hello, I'm Bill Neenhouse, President of Child Care Worldwide, a child sponsorship ministry located in Bellingham, Washington. Our mission is to deliver the gospel of Jesus Christ to children throughout the world. And welcome to Delivering the Gospel, Transforming Lives. Today we'll study the Word of God and talk about lives that have been transformed by the power of the Almighty God of heaven and earth. And as always, it's my prayer that this time will be a blessing to you. For the next few minutes, I'd like to talk about the word peace. What do you think of when you hear that word, peace? Maybe you consider peace a greeting, like, peace be with you. Or perhaps you grew up in the 60s and you say, hey, peace man, to your friends. Or maybe the word peace reminds you of a kind of peace that exists between two nations who were formerly at war. One thing's for certain. Peace is good. Peace is restful. Peace is desired. Peace is better than the opposite of peace, which is conflict, anger, war, anxiety, depression, fear, I can go on and on and on. There is a painting called Peace. It depicts waves crashing against the jagged rocks. It portrays the violence of a crushing storm. It seems anything but peaceful. But down in the small corner of that painting, tucked away in the rocks, is a little bird sitting on her nest, totally oblivious to the raging storm all about. That's what peace is. You know the Bible talks about a very special kind of peace? It says there is a peace from God which surpasses all understanding that will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Today we'll examine that special kind of peace that only comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Our verse today comes from the book of Romans. The Apostle Paul wrote this letter to the churches of Rome during his third missionary journey while staying in Corinth. In Romans chapter 5 verse 1 it reads, Therefore being justified by faith... We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Everyone wants peace. World leaders, church leaders, parents, teachers, children. People strive for peace through every conceivable means. Yet the kind of peace man pursues here on earth is almost always a temporary peace. Just as soon as reconciliation occurs, it's not too long before conflict and war rears its ugly head again. Picture a massive hurricane raging over the ocean. On the surface of the sea, the violent winds whip the water into giant waves and create a scene of havoc and chaos. Yet a mere 25 feet below the surface, the waters are clear and calm. The fish there, they just go on living their lives totally unaware of the thunderous tumult just above them. When there is depth, there is peace. And so it is in the Christian life. A hurricane is a storm with winds that exceed 74 miles per hour. 
Rain, thunder, and lightning usually accompany the winds. Hurricanes can be very fierce storms with relentless pounding winds that continue hour after hour. But a very fascinating thing about a hurricane is its eye, a place of perfect calm in its center. Though the winds blow and rage all about, there are none inside the eye. So with us in the storms of life, with the Lord as our center, there is calm and peace, even in the darkest of life's storms. It's hard to have peace when you're at war. Do you know there is a war going on between you and God? That war started the minute you were born. God didn't start the war. It began in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve were tempted by Satan and defied God's command. Ever since then, humans have participated in an ongoing war against God. Ending the war with God requires an intermediary. That intermediary is Jesus Christ himself. And the war ended with his blood shed on the cross. That act of Christ made peace possible between you and God. Colossians 1, 19-20 says, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. That's the kind of peace Jesus provides. Reconciliation with God. The war between us and God ends at the foot of the cross. All who accept Jesus by repentance and faith may receive peace. His peace puts an end to the war we have with God. His peace ends our battle against each other. His peace puts an end to conflict, fear, anxiety, depression, and guilt. When Christ was with us here on earth, he spent a lot of time preaching peace. His message of peace was given to the Jew first, but also to the Gentile. That means the peace of God is available to all, black and white, young and old, rich and poor. No one needs to be left out. Those who hear the word, accept and believe it, may receive the peace of God. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. The peace the world gives isn't real or lasting. It fails to satisfy the longing of the soul. The peace that Christ gives is the only thing we need. His peace can solve world problems, political problems, church problems, family and home problems, problems at your workplace, problems with your neighbor. The peace Christ provides is a real and lasting peace. It's important to know that this peace is not earned. You can't buy it. You can't trade something for it. You can't do any amount of work here on earth to obtain it. This peace is given for free to those who love God and put their faith in Him. Eric Barker was a missionary from Great Britain who had spent over 50 years in Portugal preaching the gospel, often under adverse conditions. During World War II, the situation became so critical that he took advice to send his wife and eight children to England for safety. His sister and her three children were also evacuated on the same ship. Barker remained behind to conclude some mission matters. The Sunday after Barker's loved ones had left, he stood before the congregation and said, I've just received word that all my family have arrived safely home. He then proceeded with the service as usual. Later, the full meaning of his words became known to his people. He had been handed a wire just before the meeting, informing him that a submarine had torpedoed the ship and everyone on board had drowned. Barker knew that all aboard were believers, and the knowledge that his family was enjoying the bliss of heaven enabled him to live above his circumstances in spite of his overwhelming grief. 
Ephesians 2, 14 through 15 says, For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace. To have true peace, we must have Christ, for he is our peace. Christ's death on the cross erased the barrier between God and man. His death brought a sort of peace agreement between us. It brought an end to the war we wage with God. The cross of Jesus eliminated the requirement that we be perfect, holy, and sinless. Only Jesus could do that for us, since He is perfect, completely holy, and without sin. If we are to obtain the peace of Jesus Christ, He must have us, totally and completely. We must give all to Him, our hopes, our plans, our will, our future, our friendships, our marriages, our kids, our job. The list can just go on and on. So how do we do that? We must surrender ourselves to Him. We must trust Him completely as the maker and perfecter of our faith. When we pray to Him, we acknowledge our inability to surrender and ask Jesus to strengthen our faith. We ask Him for perseverance. Now, this doesn't mean that the moment we say a simple, single prayer that this peace comes to us in material ways. By our measurement, our lives may not become instantaneously better. After all, the life of a Christian is often hard. What confessing our sin and giving ourselves to Christ means is we begin to rely on Him for everything. And we want to do this because of what he did for us. In our war with God, we deserved death. But instead, Jesus died in our place. We can't put an earthly price on what Christ did for us. But by turning our lives over to his authority, by living for him every day, by praising him and thanking him for this valuable gift, we are sanctified by the grace of God. And he will transform our lives in immeasurable ways. Are you ready to end the war you are waging against God? Are you ready to receive the free gift of peace which comes through the death of Jesus Christ? If you are, then pray to him right now. Confess to him that you have been in a war against him and ask him to forgive you. Tell him you want to have the peace that only can come through the blood of the Lamb. Ask him to be your king. And you know what? God wants to save you. He will save you. Come to him today. Amen. Child Care Worldwide delivers the gospel of Jesus Christ to thousands of kids in underdeveloped countries, providing for their physical needs and sponsoring their education. Long-term transformation is what makes Child Care Worldwide unique. Sponsored children are a member of a life center located at a local church and meet weekly for gospel-driven Bible lessons, scripture memorization, singing, and fellowship. The curriculum teaches children about God and His eternal plan for them. Visit childcareworldwide.org. Serving the Lord through our work at Child Care Worldwide is a real joy. So often we hear of God's saving grace through stories of children we encounter. And today I'd like to share a story of one of those kids. In the sweltering heat of the day, David stood quietly as he watched the men fix the tire of his car. He didn't notice the passerbys on the sidewalk as they streamed by, but he did take notice when he felt a small presence beside him. Turning his head, he saw a young boy smile at him. His hands clutched the handle of a box that held the equipment for shining shoes. 
Shine your shoes, asked the boy in Swahili. He held up a brush to show he was ready to start. David's eyes took in the slim form of a boy standing in the heat. Beads of sweat dotted his brow, and David could only imagine how thirsty and hungry this young man was. David took the opportunity to start a conversation. The boy talked easily. His name was George, and he made a living shining shoes of passing strangers. David asked if George had ever had a drink of living water. George had no idea what David was talking about, but he was curious. David shared that 34 years ago, he had learned about the living waters, and he had understood what it was. He drank it and found new life and everything he had ever longed for in his heart. George looked up at him with narrow eyes. It was clear he didn't understand. So David offered to lead the boy through a study. He shared the story found in John 4, 7-14 about Jesus and the Samaritan woman. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his flocks and herds? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. David said to George, If you let me teach you, you will understand what living water is and how to drink it. You'll understand what it is like, just like you understand how to shine shoes. Would you like me to explain this to you? asked David. He was very pleased when George agreed. They arranged a time to meet, and George joined one of the many studies David was leading. David would read scripture and patiently go through it page by page, chapter by chapter. He had to go very slowly as George could not read very well. David would read some and then explain some. George soaked up every word like a dry sponge. Over the weeks, as they studied the Bible together, David learned that George led a hard life. He was being raised by a woman who was not his relative. This lady had also helped raise George's mother. His separated parents lived in other parts of Kenya. Though George was just a boy, he worked long hours like an adult and could only spare his evenings for studying. George was so taken with the study that after each session, he would hound David to continue with the book. As David spoke of Jesus and what he did for George, he had to stop often because the boy was welling up with emotions as he read the verses aloud. George was transforming right before his eyes. Where once the boy's eyes were dull with hopelessness, now there was light. The boy saw that life came from Jesus, whom the Bible calls living waters. At the end of the Bible study, George believed. He was so excited with Jesus, he asked to go to church. He even asked to be baptized. The day before his baptism, George revealed to David that before he believed, his greatest desire had been to end his life. Since neither his mom nor dad wanted him, George found no reason to live. But now with Jesus, he was overflowing with joy brought by living water. David wondered 
How many more kids are out there whose greatest desire is to end their own life because of the meaningless of their existence? What a joy and privilege it is to be able to share with people how they can drink living water that satisfies like nothing else. Thanks be to God that David didn't just see George as a street urchin wanting to shine shoes for loose change. Instead, he saw a lost 13-year-old boy in desperate need of Jesus. Matthew 9, 36-38 says, When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. You know, there are thousands of kids just like George. I've seen them on streets in big cities, in villages where I've traveled, and they all have one thing in common. They are desperate for something, anything. They are looking for an opportunity to better themselves. Problem is, most of the time they involve themselves in situations that endanger their lives. They enter into a life of crime. Some of the young girls prostitute themselves. It's heartbreaking. We believe, though, that the one thing they all have in common is their need for a loving Savior who can liberate them from their earthly desires. He can be there all in all, but first, they need to hear the gospel. That's where our life centers come in. Child Care Worldwide's life centers meet in local churches. Our staff, along with members of the church, get involved in the lives of our sponsored kids. The minute they show up at the life center, the love of Christ is present. Kids start by playing with one another. Well, that's what kids do, isn't it? And kids like George don't get to do that every day. They're so busy trying to get money to make ends meet that they lose out on their childhood. At Life Center, kids can be kids. After playtime, they gather in the church to hear the Word of God. Many of these children come from broken homes, and family members aren't Christians. Hearing the gospel message each week shows them the love of Christ. It transforms them. And that transformation works outside of Life Center. Kids share the love of Jesus with their families. And we've seen brothers, sisters, moms, and dads come to Christ as a result. It's amazing. After the message, the kids memorize scripture. It's so important to store the Word of God into our hearts. During times of struggle, the kids can recall the verses they've memorized. Next, it's time to eat, and we ensure that our kids get good, healthy food at Life Center. In a lot of cases, the food the children eat is their only meal for the day. We pray, and then the kids enjoy the food with their friends. The Life Center is filled with laughter and joy. Then comes singing. Oh, the singing. What a great time that is. The sound of the kids' voices rising inside the church brings such happiness to everybody there. Our sponsored children really look forward to Life Center each week. It's where they meet the love of Jesus. It's the best part of what we do here at Childcare Worldwide. Kids coming to Christ. Lives that are transformed. Do you remember receiving your first Bible? Well, I sure do. I was in third grade, and at the end of the Sunday school year, my teacher gave me and all the other children our own copy of the International Children's Bible. Our family always had a Bible in the house, but I'd never had a Bible I could call my very own. My teacher wrote a note inside the cover. It read, Billy, well, that's what she used to call me anyway. <laughs> it read, Billy, cherish this Bible, for it contains the actual words of God. It's more important than any possession you'll ever have in your life. I still have that Bible. It was a special moment when she handed it to me, and I'll never forget it. Before coronavirus concerns shut down non-essential work around the world, 
Childcare Worldwide was able to complete an amazing project. We delivered Bibles to kids in need. For families living on the financial edge, a Bible is considered a luxury. Many families can't even imagine being able to afford a Bible of their own. But we know how important Scripture is to helping kids grow in their faith, which is why getting Bibles into the hands of kids is a priority for us. With the support of generous donors, we were able to purchase brand new Good News Version Bibles. And earlier this year, we distributed over 2,000 copies to sponsored children in Uganda. It was so fun to see their excitement as they received these Bibles. Many of these kids had been walking with Jesus for years. They made do by reading scripture only when they were at their church or at their life center, and in some cases borrowing Bibles from friends. But now they have a Bible of their own. One of the kids to receive a Bible was Harriet. Harriet's parents weren't able to take care of her, so she grew up with her Aunt Esther. Even though she was already struggling to care for her own children, Esther raised Harriet like one of her own. They survive on food they grow in a small garden. She couldn't imagine ever having enough money to buy a Bible of her own. Harriet learned about Jesus through the example of her Life Center teacher, Ms. Vicky. Once she gave her heart to the Lord, Harriet's whole life changed. Today, she is passionate about continuing to learn and grow, which is so exciting to see. But without regular ongoing access to God's Word, she was limited. This is why she was literally bouncing with joy when we handed her her own Bible earlier this year. I thank God, Harriet said, because he has made a way where there seemed to be no way for me. She also said it was one of the best gifts she'd ever received, and that she's excited because it will help her share the love of Jesus with family and friends. The best part? Harriet is just one of many young people who received a Bible. We are so grateful these kids in Uganda now have a copy of God's Word with them at home. We're not done, though. We have thousands of kids still waiting for their own Bible. If you would like to see more kids have a Bible they can call their own, go to childcareworldwide.org Bibles. It costs just $16 to deliver the gift of God's Word to children in desperate need. Would you consider a gift like this today? It's my prayer that Childcare Worldwide will be able to succeed in delivering a personal Bible to every child we serve. Just $16 is all it costs. Help us by going to childcareworldwide.org slash Bibles. Earlier in this broadcast, we talked about the gift of living water. Jesus is that living water. The children in our sponsorship ministry look forward to receiving that life-giving gift of Jesus each weekend during Life Center, but most of them struggle with getting access to clean drinking water. Children waste hours of their day carrying heavy water jugs for miles. Along the road, they're vulnerable to injury, assault, and drowning. Worst of all, the water isn't even clean. Around the world, 2.2 million children die from drinking dirty water every year. Countless more suffer from waterborne illnesses, but we believe every child deserves access to clean, life-giving water, and you can help us make that dream a reality. Gifts to Child Care Worldwide enable local churches to build water tanks and deliver household water filters. Together, we can provide their communities with safe and sustainable clean water solutions. We work with local churches to deliver physical water, which provides great opportunities to share about the living water of Jesus Christ. Our church partners are building new connections with people of other faith backgrounds and seeing their congregations grow, all due to clean water projects. Built at centrally 
relocated churches, each water tank stores over 2,500 gallons of fresh rainwater and serves up to 200 people. Not only are these tanks free from the chemicals, parasites, and bacteria that contaminate groundwater, they also save children from trudging for miles carrying heavy water jugs. Simple but effective, our water filters use the power of gravity and a hard-working charcoal filter to make even the dirtiest water safe to drink. Mud, parasites, bacteria are no match for these filters. Each one can provide clean water for the entire family, improving health and saving lives. Go to childcareworldwide.org water. There you're going to find pictures of kids drinking healthy water, lots of great information about how to participate in providing healthy water for our sponsored children, and most of all, through our Healthy Water Projects, we're delivering the living water of Jesus Christ. Go to childcareworldwide.org water and you can give the gift of life today. As always, thanks for listening. This has been Delivering the Gospel, Transforming Lives. I'm Bill Neenhouse. We'll talk again next week. You've been listening to Delivering the Gospel, Transforming Lives with Bill Neenhouse, President of Childcare Worldwide. To learn more, go to childcareworldwide.org. Join us again next week here on 820 AM, The Word.